Welcome back to the episode of Six Figure Social Worker. I am your girl, Lashana Alfred. And I'm Celia Williamson. This is a podcast where we teach you how to make a living while also making a difference. Well, on this particular podcast, we are interviewing Jacob Spellis. And we are excited about where he is as a six-figure social worker. So I want you guys to just tune in and we're going to ask all the questions that we believe that you would like to ask someone that is a six-figure social worker. Right, but you might be too embarrassed or too polite to ask, so we're going to ask. So (laughs) we always start out with, Jacob, we know you're a social worker. How much did you make last year? By myself? Yes. Just me? Uh, Take on... Like one seventy six, hundred seventy six thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Plus you have. That's my businesses and stuff, though. Okay. Uh, I mean, we done we done a lot more in sales. We, I, I think we did over a quarter million. But when you count expenses out, take home taxes and stuff, I think it was one hundred seventy six by myself. One hundred seventy six thousand dollars by yourself. Yeah, yeah. And so, how how did you even get started? Why social work? Yeah, I, you know, I, I should be asking myself the same thing. You know, I'll probably piss you guys off during the interview. So, yeah, so so first thing, you know, I'll, I'll give you a little brief story of mine. Uh, born in Toledo, Ohio, and uh, not when, I was not a social worker, right? Went, went to jail when I was 11, uh, homeless at 16, 17, uh, in and out of juvenile court. They knew, you know, the front, it's pretty bad when, you, you know, the front desk know your mom by the first name and, you know, they, they know your whole family, right? So... You know, during that time, I got incarcerated uh, in, a, in a drug thing. I was facing 10 years in prison for drug trafficking. So still again, I'm in the county jail. I'm thinking, you know, uh, my best bet is like, okay, I can beat this case and I will get out and I'll just sell weed the rest of my life because weed, you know, is not that high in the felony charge. I can do that time and I'll do it this, you know, the, the smarter way, right? We always try to do that. When I got I got sentenced to 18 months, judge moved his courtroom. Uh, you know you can you can look it up, and uh, it kind of clicked. So when you got incarcerated, you know you see a lot of older people that got they call them like five time losers. I mean I've been to prison five times, and or you know you see a lot of poor people. You you see a lot of people from the neighborhood. You, you see a lot of mental health substance abuse, and most people try to game the system. Like when you get out, okay I'm gonna have a better drug connection. I'm gonna have a better this. My idea was like, man, I could change the system. And no, I didn't know what social work was. I never even heard of them. I always thought that that group of people was like the police, right? <laughs> I was like, man, these are the police people. Uh, they just lock people up. And I got out, I went through a program called Umadot. It was a second chance act, I think through the Obama administration, they had these, they had these initiatives. And first day I get there, they're like, we're gonna make a resume. And I'm like, nah. I'm, I don't even know what a resume is. You know, I'm just, I was like, I, I, I'll just go to the interview and show up. They're like, no, you got to do it this way. Like, this is stupid. So I would see all the programs, and one of the things is, is I learned. So there's a guy named Dr. Morris Jenkins who came, uh, older gentleman from Detroit. He's like, man, I hate the police. I'm like, man, you are the police. He's like, no, no. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm serious. I train police. I'm a felon. And I did this. And I was like, I don't believe you. But out of a group of 25 people, you know, all my family, and you and you guys know this, we're like, go to Chrysler, go to Chrysler. I'm like, I can't do factory work. I'm lazy when it comes to that type of stuff. I'm terrible. I don't like getting dirty. I'm, I'm not, I can't fix anything in this house. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I went to college. I signed up. 
I signed up for rehabilitation counseling, which is like a medical field thing. I thought it meant prison rehabilitation, right? So my counselors didn't even tell me for some reason, you know. It's, I don't know how I got it. Exactly. And then uh, something else. So, yeah, I think Dr. Jenkins, like, he's like, don't go to school for criminal justice. Go to school for social work. And I'm like, okay, bet. So he helped me get the FAFSA uh, signed up. And then my mom, you know, I was on probation, so I had to go to school. So it was... I mean, that's another story there, but I got into social work trying to create like a program or something. I was like, man, I could really change it, you know? And I think a lot of people get into a field first day of school, you know, I'm, I'm you know, nobody in my family made, I don't think 55,000, no males made $55,000 a year. So when I went to school first class, they're like, yeah, you're only going to make 55000 I'm like, 55000 bet, you know? That's a lot of money. <laughs> I, I'm doing the math, the checks. I'm like, man, this is nice, man. So a lot of people I went to school with, they didn't, you know, I had a baby. I was living in low-income apartments. Uh, it's just rough, you know? So I was like, man, this is the only way out. Like, I didn't know about education, so... Then I'm at these two powerhouses right here. You know, my first my first job in the field, I think, you know, Umadal would hire me to do like coaching for youth, but I applied to new concepts. Somebody said go to new concepts. So let's say with, back when you were doing coaching with youth, how much did they pay you? How much eight dollars an hour. Okay. And that did was Did you think you had money then? Uh no, but I knew it was the right thing. So like I, you know, for other people that's watching, like, I don't know, I'm not your typical social worker, but there's people that live in the neighborhood, right? And they're selling drugs. In their mind, they think, like, man, I'm killing it. You know, I'm making a thousand off this pound of weed every two weeks or something. But in reality, they don't own a home. They don't own a, uh, uh, I don't know, nothing. All they own is shoes and fancy brands that they don't even care about, them, you know, and liquor. They're drinking high-class liquor, smoking weed and stuff like that. So to me, it wasn't like having an actual job was like the most coolest thing I've ever had, like a paycheck coming in. So, you know, we, yeah, we were living, like, me and my wife were real poor. We were only making like $800 every two weeks, odd job. So I worked at gas stations. I worked at... Uh, pizza places, you know, I would wash cars, I would mow grasses, like I always had entrepreneur spirit, I just did illegal stuff, so making $8 was like mind-blowing, then when I met Lashana, and I think they paid me like 14 I called my whole family like, I'm about to retire, <laughs> like 14 14 bet, now, because everybody was talking about that price and stuff, I was like, I'm yeah. catching you guys now, like I thought I... Lashana, did you hire him? Yeah. Yep. yeah, I don't think they wanted to hire him, I was real rough, like rough, didn't have no dress clothes, like, I'm, I'm still like that, but you know, a little bit better. Like I was cussing the group, like I would call people out, you know, like they couldn't get stuff. I was more stricter back then, but uh, <laughs> I, I just remember like, I don't know, man, all the, I mean, the clients love me, but the other counselors are kind of like, they were telling me like, get out of the staff room. I was like, bro, I work here, man. They didn't believe me. Like, I was like 20 years old, 21, you know, so it was my first job. Just got off probation, fresh off probation. Just, I, as a matter of fact, I think I got the job, and three weeks later, I got my driver's license for the first time. Like, but I think in social work, it's unique like that. You need you your skills and talents and experiences are a value and asset. Mm -hmm. It's just some places recognize it, some places don't recognize it. So absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, that's why I thank you for being so transparent. You know, because as an instructor at the university, one of the things I ask my students is, why are you going into social work? Yep. And a lot of people that go into social work have a background, mm -hmm. but they're afraid. And in your case, your background actually 
had me say yes let's give him a chance yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i think i think like the big corporations like the big like hospital settings and stuff they don't really acknowledge it but now they don't really have a choice because they can't they can't reach that people it's weird because every you know you would think like our experiences don't count you know that's how i always feel and one thing i always advocate for people that get into this field like i always like coach them like you know if you're going to get a degree you know make sure but think about how you can own the business and hire smart people that's right like like well i'll say it once you know one of my businesses you know we have a nonprofit, and somebody was making a comment like well you need to have an lisw or something i was like no nah, i'm going to hire lisw mm-hmm. that person didn't get it that's like right. i'm paying you like right now like out right. of my money you know right. Elaborate more on that because a lot of people thinking because I am at LISW. Yeah. But talk to us about how you position yourself without having to go through that route and still be a six-figure social worker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. So that's a good point. So I'm gonna. Yeah. Not all my. Not the. Bark. My money came from social work. Uh, I I teach people here. So this is what you should do. So I would always tell Celia when I graduate, I was like, I'm only gonna take a job that pays me fifty-five, and she's like blowing me off I said Celia we were lying so my first year out of school I had a job that paid like 55 60 and then I had a, some grants I had some coaching some consulting and then I had another grant that we wrote that I was a part of too so it's you like made much more than that within how, how long had you graduated with your master's by the time you got the six figures that was pretty quick yeah like the first year I was yeah. 25, 24, like in that, and I think I graduated like in July. So, I mean, whatever the next year was, yeah, we did that. I mean, yeah, I mean, you always so, have taxes. So back up, because there might be some people that, you know, listening that have a background. When you were in classes your first time when, in your undergraduate degree, what, how, how did you feel? Did you feel like you fit in or how did you overcome Nah, nah, I mean, I was just so busy. Like I had two kids, no, I had one kid during my undergrad. Um, Nah, you know, I I don't know. Like they they were the same age, but it's like their conversation. Like I was living in low income, figuring out how to like buy formula. And these kids are like, well, I got to go to a party and I'm gonna put on my dad's credit card. And like, to me, it just didn't like, like the language they spoke never even like clicked to me. Like I thought everybody had food stamps at one point in their life. Like I just assumed this type of stuff. So when I met these other people for the first time, it's, it was just different. So at the university, when yeah, I, I, I was very angry at the university because, like, to me, like, I, I'm, I'm sure everybody I went to school with thought I was like a straight, you know, just you know, not a nice person. I don't want to cuss, but they, <laughs> uh, they just because I was just cocky, but really it was just the pain. Like me, I was like, dude, you guys are about to go in the field and and, and screw up our neighborhoods more. You're gonna screw my people up more. So the way you're talking, you know, that low. They want to say racist stuff. I, I hate using the word like racist, but it's just like you just weren't uh, culture appropriate, you know what I mean? So it hurt me. So I would see, like, Lashana was the first, I was just telling my wife this morning, like, the first person, she said she had a record. I was like, nah, she's too polished. You know, I just didn't believe it. I was like, I don't think so, man. You know, uh, then I was seeing her, like, doing a book and speaking. So, like, the first time I was like, dude, you could do all this. Like, I thought, the, I thought I would hide my story. Like, I thought, like, if you want to be in corporate America, you need to hide your story, shut up, don't say nothing. Uh, get a suit. Like I was doing that for a while. Just but then now you've embraced your story and, and actually capitalized on your. Story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we could teach on that. You know how to brand and how to yes. profit. I'm yeah. like, it's weird in social work because the people in class always like dog rich people, and I'm like, bro, if you don't have rich people, you don't have social work, right? So, and most perception of rich people is not what you think. There might be some grimy people. In my experience. 
like not in a mean way, but you know, I got some friends and family maybe that live poor. Like I was going out to eat with some family and they were dogging the restaurant owner because he was so rich. We left the restaurant and they stole plates from the restaurant. I'm like, so who's the criminal here? You know what I mean? You stole from him. You're talking about him stealing, you know what I mean? So like my whole outlook has changed, right? You got rich foundations that, you know, feed grants and then you got rich people that just give. And people are like, well, it's a tax write-off. Like, bro, they could have bought a private plane and wrote that off too. Or they could have bought three condos and wrote and found out how to write that. So the fact that they're giving to charity comes from their heart, not a tax write-off. And I think that's the disconnect with social work. It's like, that's that's what we're trying to bridge together is, you know, money and power can be good in social work because money and power is what you use to do good. Mm -hmm. So why commit yourself to living in poverty or think you deserve less than? Yep. So, but what about your experience at the University of Michigan and your master's? Yeah. Because I think you didn't want to go there because it was a pretty um, affluent place. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, if it wasn't for, <laughs> so at first I'm like, man, I'm not trying to go to these bougie schools. I'm just trying to be in the streets and the community, like a community council. Like, that was that was my only goal, you know. So when you told me, like, to think big and think, you know, I probably wouldn't live in a house like this, you know, or, like, be in the suburbs or, you know, I still would have what been. happened when you went there? Did you feel comfortable even there? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I would say yeah, they're 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 more embracing of like everybody. Now I think they took it to the extreme. Uh, I mean that's a whole nother podcast, but they like it was like the most liberal. It was just weird. It's like rich liberal people that thought they knew like the population. It would just be. I just remember being in class and people like white people would raise their hand and be like, "I feel so bad for black people," and I'm like. Okay, we'll do something about it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you have all this hate. Not hate. You have all this like, like guilt or something. Like, that help people. Like, I know all the. It, like, for me, I've always been the social worker. Like, I know these issues exist, but talking about them in a circle is not going to change it. Like, I got to get out there, and that's when I found out. Like, the more money, and I tell you, how I got in the, right before I went to Michigan. You would always make fun of me, like. No, no. While I was in Michigan, you always I'd buy like a watch and be expensive, and I'd be bragging. You'd be like, "Rich dad, poor dad." I'm like, "What is this lady talking about?" <laughs> and you just kept telling me, "Rich dad, poor dad, rich dad, poor dad." So I, I looked, and I never read a book in college, and I, I got an audio app, and I, and I read "Rich dad, poor dad" when I went to Michigan. That's when I'm like, "Man, I should have never went to college, man." It finally speaks to entrepreneurship. So my whole thing is like now is like inspiring people now. And you guys right now, when you get successful, people will dog you. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they make you feel bad. Like when you talk about money, it's just weird. But really, you know, one, I've never met a hater doing better than me, ever. I've never, always successful people are always trying to bring you up. You know, I, I think that, I think there's just such a disconnect from people that are trying to do uh, good. So when I went to Michigan, all of them were trying to help. The professors, um, I had a legacy scholarship, first person to get a master's or something like that. So to me, it was really, really cool. They're more accepting. Now, I did feel comfortable because all the, it was mainly girls that I went to school with. They would be like, I'm just doing this part time and my, my, my husband or wife or whatever, you know, whatever is executive at Apple or something or Google that was there. I'm like, this is it for me. One of the th- I like what you just said and I didn't want to interrupt, but yeah. you never like seen a hater that's that doing too. better than you. Damn. I want that to stick in to our listeners. No, you that's know? a tweetable moment. That's what people should be tweeting. 
because yes. that is so true as I'm thinking back over my career as well. And really it's just get, like it's like 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 and you 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 got that in my head. You're like, what are you gonna do? Just sit on the porch and drink forties with your friends? And I was like, Nah, that makes sense. You know, I can't be doing that. Like, what are you gonna do? Well, yeah, but I'm working all my life, so when I can retire, I can sit on the porch and drink forties with my yeah, friends. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. We still <laughs> drinking forties. This is a different porch now. You know what I mean? Different porch. <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. And, and 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 the thing is, like, people, like people all like on social media, man. Like, like a story will come out of me in the news or something, and people will like dog me, like, and I'm just or like. They think you got bougie because you've done better in your life. But really, you know, like, you know, Jay-Z said it before, you know, you think I've worked this hard just to remain the same. You know what I mean? Right. So really, it's 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 their egos and their downfalls on you. It has nothing to do with, with you. Absolutely. Normal, normal, every successful person I've met, I've met millionaires, I've met billionaires, I've met none of, every time I told them my idea, they're like, wow, that's genius. You need to do this, this, and this. Go tell one of your friends, hey, I'm about to start a business. And they, you know, like, ah, you know, you know they make fun of you, man. Cut them people out of your life, you know? Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Now, you said that most of your income doesn't come, or all your income doesn't come just from social work. Can you give us specifics what you do? Yeah. Jacob Spellers, what do you do? Yeah, so I own a marketing agency, so we help brands. Uh, normally bigger companies, because I just learned, like, I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, you don't want to work with... companies? What's that? Are these nonprofit companies? No, nah, no, no, for-profit, no, for profit over seven figures have five employees. Because here's the thing: if I start bringing you a bunch of leads and attention, you don't even know how to capitalize it. You don't have a sales team. You don't have assistant. Wasting my time, and then you come back on my business like Jake. You're an idiot. Your services don't work. I'm like, nah, you don't work. Mm-hmm. You know, or I've hired. I've been too. I would hire like a client that I was chasing down, and they just ignored me and stuff. So, you know, so I think social work has helped me branch off that way. Then I have more statistic academy. Uh, we do live events, books, um, consulting in schools. We're, we're, we're rolling out a program. You know, I'm still, I keep talking about, but we're gonna push all the education. So my whole goal is like, how do you change a million lives? I, I, I use my business to get into all the schools, all the treatment centers, right? Because drug addicts can't buy programs. You know, it just doesn't make sense. People getting out of prison can't buy your program, but schools, treatment centers, and correctional places can, you know? But see, I would argue, you know, those things are a part of social work, at least 80% oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of what you're doing because you're creating change. You might be using the corporate world yeah. to help you create change over here. You're making money over here too yeah. as well because, you know, I'm, that's what we're tired of, shaming people for wanting to make money and make a difference. Absolutely. But yep. when, you, when you talked about, I just want to slow down, when you talked about the marketing for these companies, how did you get started and... What exactly? What type of marketing? Yeah, so two so two years ago, um, I, I thought social media was the police, and like, I don't know, you know, I was just like, man, I want to be on here, you know, I know some people that know some people, and it's just like, I thought like my past would come up and I would be in trouble. That's what I really thought. Like people would just start, but really it was the opposite. So I think uh, uh, about two years ago, I started social media. So I started watching these other guys that would pop up on my video. So that's when um, I met like Eric Thomas and I'm like, okay, I'm studying. I would see all these business coaches. This is where I would see. I'm like, how can I do what they do, but I get into schools and help people and, and make a lot of money. You know, my goal is I want to put uh, 10,000 at-risk youth through high school. I'm a high school dropout, so it's very important to me. I know like education and, and, and stuff. So uh, 
so we do social media so websites marketing through facebook youtube linkedin uh don't really mess with twitter too much and then landing page so one of the things i've always been good with is like how do you monetize something i think i've been you know organization skills i don't i, I suck at that uh paperwork i suck at i'm dyslexic you know what i mean so one of the things i you know i know is like how to get something off the ground so if i get an idea i like entrepreneurs Look, the best product doesn't win. I always, you got to be the nicest. It's not true, man. The best customer service, the best products, and the best marketers, right? Nobody, nobody, nobody ever took your idea. They took, you know, they took your execution every time. You know, people mm. think like, you know, I want to do this. Or, you know, you know how it is. You guys yeah. write books. I want to write a book, but you didn't do it, man. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's wow. so many different companies. And then here's another thing. We talk about money. There's $15 billion or something crazy being printed by the government each month. So somewhere the money's going. Somewhere the money yeah. is going. They got some of mine. Yeah, I want it. yeah, yeah. People, I watch, and it's not greedy. Like a lot of people think it's gre- it's not greedy. Now, if you're ripping people off and cutting corners, I don't think a lot of people are doing that. We just see on the news like right. this financial advisor ripped off people. Yeah, but there's fifty five thousand other financial advisors that were ethical, yeah. honest, yeah, and yeah. helped a lot of people. So you know, I'll, you know, some yeah, some people always say that too. You know, why are you selling so much, or why is it ticking? I'm like, yeah. Well, I think you want the same, social workers want the same as any other professional. We want our kids to go to good colleges. We yeah. want to live in a nice home. We don't want to be stressed out whether the light bill is going to be paid or not. Mm-hmm. So we're going to stop the shaming of social workers who want to make money. Yep. But So you do marketing for big companies. Mm-hmm. How did you write your book? How did that even come to you and how did you get it done? Yeah, so I, I I didn't you know my brand. See, going back to the story, it's like I didn't really want my story out there, so I made it. I talked about my story, but I made it positive, so I learned a lot of stuff. So I would see on social media like with the like, don't reinvent the wheel. Just do what other people are doing. You know, you're not. I'm not Elon Musk or you know Mark. You know, just just, just keep it simple. So I'd see people do pre-releases. That's how I learned the marketing stuff. So I was like, okay, I see how they market. I see how they brand. I see how they do live events. You gotta have a line of products. You know, if you want to be a speaker. That's all they're doing, you know, and then they're using just like a rapper. They put all them chains on. It's probably not theirs. They grab attention. They sell T-shirts. <laughs> Name a bunch of them. You know, it's the same thing. You just got to do your brand. So how I got into marketing is that some of my other successful friends were like, how do you do that? How you do? I had no idea what I was doing, you know. So I, you know, I met a lot of people. I'd how do you do what? what they, they like they see me do like graphic on the internet, or how do I do oh, sales, okay. or how do I make a landing page? Like which is just like to sell your thing. How do you make these? And I was like, oh, it's easy. They didn't know how to do it. Okay. So we started charging basic stuff, and then it kind of turned into consulting. Then we started turning, you know, getting ret- like getting companies on one thousand, two thousand, five thousand dollars retainers. You know, now there's a lot of. Like if we shoot commercials, you know, or, or if I create the landing page, I got to pay. Like I don't know how to code and do all that type of stuff. But right. here's the thing: you got to be a business person. You hire smart people. You don't mm-hmm. got to. I'm, I'm probably one of the dumbest people, you know, when I know like the stuff. But I know how to make it happen. I know how to put smart people in my place. Oh no, I, I think you're very smart and strategic. Absolutely. Yeah. But you have to play to your strengths, mm-hmm. yeah. and you're playing to your strengths mm-hmm. and Absolutely. hiring out areas where you don't have time to attend to or it's not your forte yep right. yeah. yep and the one thing too i want the listeners to understand is as social workers our ability to think outside the box mm-hmm. is where the money will come yep. from you know because everything that you're doing everything that we're doing is literally helping people get out of a poverty mindset yep. you know and move forward in order to elevate 
in the yeah. field in their career. Yeah, I think yeah, and it's, when you when you bring up money like that, I, I I don't know, man. Like all this stuff they tell you to go, like go to college, get a job, get a four hundred one k. If I would do it all over again, one, I probably would have gotten sales right off the rip when I got out of incarceration. Then I would have built people. So here's the thing: I, when Steve Jobs said chase your passion, he was already a billionaire. He probably did not say that when he was in the garage ripping <laughs> things and pushing products down people's throat, knocking on doors and getting rejected a thousand times, right? So you got to watch what people say at what level they are in their uh, life, you know. Like so it. like for like Celia, when she, you know, I would see her at the six figure spot. I was like, okay, what's she do to build that up? And I, one thing with Celia is like the nonstop work ethic. Thing, you know, Celia didn't treat me like her other interns. Like her other interns, she was nice and groomed them and <laughs> talked to me. She would rip me up, make me do these tasks. You know what I mean? So it's like from there, I learned how to one delegate work, uh, two have a like just be very passionate about what you do. But it's all business though. It's like it's not. I don't know. People, you got to be more on the business side. You know how to negotiate sales, marketing, and that's how. Think about the biggest nonprofits. You know, the breast cancer awareness. Man, they brand that so hard. You know, uh, uh, other billion-dollar nonprofit, United Way. You know, I mean, think of Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, it's the I mean, best marketing plan. Little girl comes to your house and says, "Will you buy cookies so I can go to camp?" Yep. And then they make millions of dollars. Mm. The girl gets to camp, and thousands of girls like her, which is good. Yep. Girl Scouts also makes a lot of money doing that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, I would always. Yeah, people always get in arguments with me like they're greedy. I'm like, nah, man, it's not. You can't help people. Like when I, like the people I hang around with. They, one, if you would know them, and sure on camera you see them, they're like they're cocky. They're speaking on the back end. Like I'm, I remember being at this event, all millionaires, and they would tell you how many homes they build. That say like one guy I met, he built uh, 38 homes for human trafficking victims in Mexico. Never once posted on social media, you know. And it's like a weird because if you talk about on social media about your 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 stuff, people dog you. But if you don't talk about, it, you get dog anyway. So you lose right, anyway, right, you know what right, I mean? So right. like I seen uh, some, uh what was it? <laughs> like when the hurricanes happened, Jay Z and Beyonce donated 10 million dollars or something. People would comment on social media like, hm, "That's all you gave?" Like, bro, you didn't give a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I hate right. people. If you don't right. give one dollar out of your ten, you're not going to give a million out of your uh, ten million. That's right. It's, right. it's right. the spirit of giving. So right. that, that's what people don't really have that spirit, you know. And I know you say that you know if you if you had it to do over, whatever you might have gone sales, you might have gone. But you know, as a diehard social worker in my yeah. heart, you know, I can't let that sit out there because I think even though you know the the, the best direction between two points is A straight to B. Yeah. But I think that all that social work training did was help you get to where you are today because all of those interpersonal skills, mm. all of those negotiation skills, all of those things today that you might say, well, that's common sense. Is it really that common? Yeah, that, no, that's a, that's a really good point because a lot of people say I would have done this route, but you know, um, I don't know. I learned everything I, I developed, you know. So it's it, those are very important skills. Michigan, I went. I learned like nonprofit management, fundraising. Those were some some heavy hitters up there. You see eight nine institutes, and they're bringing in uh, money. I think you know the thing was I don't know. Just like you just want to cut that learning curve of success, but I guess no right. nobody does. You know, you would have you would have done it back then if you knew what to do. So because yeah. you can't cut the recipe. The recipe calls yeah. for a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of that to make you who you are today. Yeah. If you would have gone a faster route, would have been an ingredient missing. Right. Yeah, patience, too, I think, too. That's one thing I always... Because I remember we were working on a grant, and you said, like... I was like, man, we didn't get credit for the work. You're like, you never will. You're going to work for 15 years, 
then you get credit. I was like, ah, sailor's right. So just shut up, just keep grinding, and like, don't yeah, don't look for reward. I mean, obviously, there's got to be monetary See, but reward. Then, but then I learned from you, and I learned from Lashana. Once you you were my students, now I'm your student because <laughs> yeah. you did do it faster, quicker, better. Yeah. And so you know, I think that's what young people can be doing today. They can take social work in all kinds of new directions. Yeah, if you want to make six figures, what I would do is straight off the jump, get a get a get a you know fifty sixty thousand dollar job. Don't ch don't chase your passion, your dream job, because they'll probably pay you like twenty eight thousand or something. Get a lot of money on the weekends. You can do workshops, right? You can charge twenty five a head till you get better. You know, uh, CEUs. Every social worker knows that. You know, you do if you're making two thousand a weekend, you know that's an extra twenty four thousand dollars a year. You're almost there. You know, so. Mm -hmm. Is there any time that you you do live out your passion? Yeah, I love speaking. I feel like speaking in groups, I, I hate individual counseling. I, I just don't have the patience. I'm not really, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, speaking in groups, I think when I, my first job was group facilitating, like I knew that was it, you know, but I had to learn how to channel professional and market yourself. So speaking is my passion. Uh, convicted felons are my, like my real passion. You know, people, you know, I, I do have drug history. It's just not, I don't know, it's just, it doesn't stick there as much. But that, that, that's what I love. It's like speaking empowerment in a group is like the most important thing. Okay. Okay. Um, I know, did you, do you have your LSW or your LISW? What do you have? Just LSW, okay. um, which I need to renew. And then uh, a master's degree, LSW. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, I have, we have a lot of listeners who are struggling to take the examination you know, to become independently licensed. And I just want them to know, um, it just chased your, your, your dream yep. because you're a six-figure social worker and you don't have your LISW. Yeah, I mean, the reason why I don't have LISW is like, I, like, I don't know, when I was in, like, when I was in the field like that, like, all the time, like, my notes are terrible. I can imagine, like, I would run an agency out of business if I was an LISW. I was, I'm not an LISW either. Oh, really? Oh, just a PhD? PhD, MSW, and that's it. Yeah, it's just not my strength. Like I'm just like you're really good at like coaching people and and uh, do. I'm just I don't know. I'm, I'm just not that good. I don't know. Well, mm -hmm. so what what's the thing you absolutely love about what you do now, and what's the thing that you really wish you could get rid of, and you hate doing it? Yeah, all compliance stuff. Anything that's to do with compliance with the grants, data. I thought I loved data. I just loved like statistics, like knowing like business wise, like, okay, this is my market. This, like, I'll give you another one. Self-education right now, uh, you know, online education is like $350 million a day from Forbes. They say by 2025, it's going to be $1 billion a day industry. So self-promotion, you know, books, classes, nobody wants, it's, it's going to change in the next five years. So if you're not like in the education business or info product business, whatever, whatever they call it, yeah, that's, right. that's what I change. So one, like organized, terrible at that type of stuff. Uh, so compliance and organization. Terrible. What are the things you love? This will kind of sound counterproductive, but I can like uh, like organize the community. So I take it like company stuff, organize like that, that like getting people like a movement behind stuff. I'm good. I'm I'm good at that. Turning certain populations. Love speaking. Uh, I love macro social work, like um, like big picture stuff. Like how do you change this policy or procedure? Like how do you change the mindset? That's why I started social media. Really, is because I'm not waiting for the government or politicians. You know, like 
they just had the debate a couple not to get political but the debate the other day yeah. they were just naming off anything there yeah we'll give you a thousand dollars give you ten thousand we're going to give you we're going to buy you nike shoes for your whole family you know what yeah. i mean that stuff ain't going to happen <laughs> you got to change your own ecosystems for you you know right that's right. right right well we want to thank you for um participating and allowing yeah. us to come into your home allowing us to um interview you and being transparent yep you know and joining us on this journey of um, impacting social workers we really really appreciate that absolutely we support you jacob and hope that you double and triple your money and hope that I love you it. help more returning citizens and felons and things like that on your way up. Yeah. And Jacob, how, how can individuals reach out to you if they're interested in um, linking up with you concerning the marketing and the different things that purchasing you're doing? Purchasing your book. Yeah. Purchasing your services. Yeah. So the book right now, uh, we're revamping the whole website and everything. I'm, I got a new idea we're launching here. Uh, just go to Amazon right now. More statistics. Stop being average. Uh, follow me on all all handles or whatever they whatever they call them. Social media. Yeah, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, just Jacob Spell is uh, S P E L L I S. You know, just Google. You know, you can know me. You know my stories and stuff on the internet. Uh, just send me a message. Somebody will reach out to you, or some, some something will get it. We'll what get What do you hold? Uh, what does the future hold? That's probably my last question. What are you gonna do? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get the more statistic. And uh, we we just finished all programming working on uh, i got some coders that are building my own like academy you know i got like a, a membership website so i'm going to slowly put that in the schools um then i'm next year i'm going to be launching my own branding courses and book selling stuff because i think a lot of the speakers are like just motivating the heck out of you but they're not showing you what to do so i'm, I'm i think i'm gonna cut all i'm gonna I'm expose everybody like this is what they're doing this is how they're doing social media ads this is how they're doing youtube this is how they're selling you no more motivation we need we need straight plans like us we got motivation i just need right. show me right you know exactly I'm, I'm gonna take it to the next level so that that's next um uh, above and beyond care we just we just got certified last year uh we just launched a contract with uh east toledo low income we just and that is above beyond care is it's a non-profit uh that's that's behavioral health so we just got our certification there me and my partner uh i won't, I won't announce other partners yet but it, it, it's going to be coming it'll be on the news here soon and um going forward that, that's going to be huge yeah we're, we're yeah we just knocked out the low income uh, just got in a couple of schools, just logged off to probation, so we'll be hiring here a lot real soon. Excellent. Yep. Awesome. awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much for thank you. allowing us in your beautiful home thank you. to do this uh, podcast. Thank you again for tuning in to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast, where we will inspire and educate you how making a living while making a difference. Thank you again for tuning in.